Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 187. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. We're nearing the end of this season now, but we've still got a few more episodes coming your way before the holidays. And today we've got a really special episode as we're joined by Filipino pop sensation Zach Tabudlo. Zach is currently being introduced here into the Canadian market, but he is quite literally the biggest artist in the Philippines right now. He is setting records locally there. He is the top stream local artist in the Philippines. He's the first one to reach a billion streams on Spotify and have 8 million listeners on Spotify. In fact, in the Philippines, he is the top streamed artist along with BTS and you guessed it, Taylor Swift. So he's kind of a big deal over there and he's being introduced over into North America now. And I didn't realize this uh, before going into the interview, but this is actually his first Canadian interview. So maybe one day that's something uh, I'll be able to brag about. But for now, we've got a great conversation coming your way. Zach is uh, a really nice kid and really easy to talk to, super down to earth um, and humble. And uh, I got to meet up with him at Universal Music's office here in Toronto. And it's really cool. He's been doing a tour across North America where he's been playing to like the Filipino community and trying to grow his name here. And Zach just released his third album. It's called Third Time's a Charm. Just came out weeks ago. And uh, you can find that wherever you get your music. And for those of us that are new to Zach Tabudlo's music here in Canada and the United States and wherever you're listening... We're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So that's where I pick out five of my favorite songs that you could check out before or after the interview. You can also find some of these picks as well as a selection of the picks across all the episodes on the Adamantium Recommends playlist, which is on Apple Music. So kicking off this segment with a couple songs from Zach's latest album, Third Time's a Charm. I'm going to start with a song called Pano. And then my second recommendation is going to be a song called Asen Kanaba. And then going back to Zach's debut album in 2011 called Episode, I'm going to recommend the songs Beanie Beanie. The second song is called Habang Buhe. And then my last recommendation is actually one of his English songs, which is called Give Me Your Forever. And that's it. So you can check those out before or after the interview, as well as a couple of them on the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music. And don't forget to check out Zach's latest album, Third Time's a Charm, wherever you get your music. And if you are a fan of Zach Tabudlo and well familiar with his music, thank you for your patience and uh, thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening to the Adamantium podcast, uh, thank you so much for lending us your ears. I hope that you enjoy today's episode and I hope that you will choose to listen again sometime. If you do, please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can just find us by searching The Adamantium Podcast. So let's waste not any more time and get into today's episode, which is episode 187 of The Adamantium Podcast featuring Filipino superstar Zach Tabudlo. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did making it. Thank you so much for being here. Have a fantastic week. God bless if you're here in Toronto. Stay warm. 
And you'll catch us back here again real soon for the final few episodes of season number six before we head into the new year. Thank you guys very much. All right, so we're here with Zach Woodlow. Thank you for for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Ali just informed me. I think this might be your first Canadian interview. Yeah, definitely. I'm privileged. I'm privileged. Thank you for having. So tell me, man, because you've been you've been doing music like almost your entire life. It sounds like you've been releasing songs since you were like a teenager. So tell me, tell me, take me back to to people who are being introduced to you for the first time. Take me back to when. When you first realized, um, you know, you could sing and when you could write songs? I think it kind of started when I, because like I started everything like very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my grandmother who kind of really pushed me into joining competitions on TV mm. and like developing, I guess, the music thing um, outside of what I do now. It was more of like a hobby before kind of doing it at family reunions and, and stuff like that. And so when I turned around 10, 11, that's when I kind of, uh, that's when my grandmother, that when my grandmother really pushed me into doing music, like taking it seriously. It's taking like it seriously, yeah. It's TV shows and um, auditioning for like commercials as well back in the Philippines. And uh, yeah, that's how it kind of started for me. And then when my grandmother kind of aged a bit, my dad took over and he was the one who managed me ever since. So. That's really cool, man. So when, when did you... How did songwriting come to you? Like, was that something you had to, did it come naturally or was something you had to kind of learn from, from, from someone else or? It kind of came naturally, I guess. I've always seen my dad writing a few songs because like he was in a band back in college. Oh, so it runs in the family. Runs in the family. My mom was a lounge singer. Okay. Before she passed away. Um, My sister sings. My grandfather's a big fan of the Beatles. Okay. So like, it's, it's kind of like a family thing. Yeah. And so writing kind of, came in naturally uh i just fell in love with a girl back then when i was like around 12 and yeah started writing some songs started writing some poems so about you knew her. love and heartbreak from an early age yeah, that's it. early age <laughs> and um yeah kind of going through that phase gave me a really big knowledge on how i can really express myself through yeah. music. and uh when i was around 15 16 i became a ghost producer and ghost writer here okay in, in la yeah so uh, they reached out to me and on At YouTube, 16 16 wow 14. man um i became a ghost producer and ghostwriter for like a year okay they've been sending me like demos uh i'll be doing skypes with them like producers yeah. in la like hip-hop producers and that's how i kind of got the flow of producing music and, and writing okay music, like really professionally and stuff. yeah and uh yeah after that it just came naturally it's a snowball it from there snowball. i uh so your parents or your family introduced you to the classics mm-hmm. pretty young yeah. I noticed, I saw a video on your Instagram that you were singing How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees yeah. in the snow at Lake Louise, which for one, <laughs> like doesn't get much more Canadian than that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was that was one of my dad's favorite songs. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when he used to play it <laughs> when I was young, there's a line that's like, uh, you came to me on a, on a summer's breeze, right? I used to think it was, you came to me on a submarine. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but I love that line. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, so then tell me about, um, I guess your first introduction into the media was you were on, uh, the voice kids mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Philippines. So tell me how, how, how you got that opportunity and tell me what that, exp- so was that your first time on television or? 
Um, I did have some television like guestings before that, and not really guestings, but like I auditioned for like different TV shows as well, mm -hmm. and that got me in. Didn't really win. For, mm -hmm. for those um i was really young okay and so so how old are you when you were on the voice i think i was around 12 12 turning wow. 13 yeah that's but but like the voice kind of like gave a really big turn into right to my music and so that's when i kind of gained a little bit of a, a spot in the philippine mm -hmm. industry and kind of put out my music out there little right. by little um like back then though like before that the voice thing i used to like, do talent shows on tv okay but I was like really young, so no one basically knows what really happened back then. But the voice kind of gave that yeah. snap. And even if you like didn't win, did you? Was that motivation to you, or was that? Did Definitely. you ever feel discouraging, or more like yeah. more motivation to okay, I'm gonna win next time? Or yeah, yeah. Definitely, it was. Um, I there was kind of like a mindset of mine to like keep on going and just mm -hmm. make music and kind of like prove everyone wrong. Right, right. Um, but like one thing though, like I didn't, I didn't want to join the competition again right it's like my heart got broken right like right and, and i was are, really young yeah of course and so like it's going, tough man when you when exactly. you don't you know yeah you know so going through that process of like being young and then losing the competition it's hard to comprehend when you're losing young. friends as well be like being inside of the competition right it was, it was really tough for me and so i was like you know what i'm gonna do my own thing I'm yeah gonna write i'm gonna write my own songs produce my own songs and it just kind of worked yeah, yes. your mentor. I was reading your mentor on that show was a guy called Bam Bamboo. Bamboo yeah. yeah, and he. I read his his uh, title is kind of like the Prince of Philippine Rock, mm -hmm. which is one heck of a badass title. Yeah. Is. <laughs> what was what did you learn from him, and and did you guys keep in touch after the competition, or? Uh, I didn't really get to to talk to him after the competition okay. and after everything went down. But uh, I did learn a lot from him in terms of like performing on stage. Gotcha. It's more yeah. of like the performance Aspect part of, of like it, yeah. everything. Um, he he gives a lot of like power and energy when when he performs mm -hmm. back in the Philippines and like that he he's always been my hero when I was when I was really young. Gotcha. And so like being like seeing seeing him perform on stage when I was young has been like such a big inspiration and motivation for mm -hmm. me to like be like him gotcha so it wasn't wasn't like because they say sometimes you should never meet your heroes yeah. that wasn't the case for you that, that yeah. <laughs> but yeah um some of your songs like uh beanie beanie and in pano they broke records in in the philippines mm -hmm. on spotify I read even recently you're the first filipino artist to reach a billion streams um and eight billion listeners which is like unfathomable mm -hmm. and you're listed as being next to taylor swift in, in bts in the philippines which, which is crazy really that's crazy. Not, um when those when those songs hit how, how did your life change you know um well beanie beanie first of all uh was the one who were like really catapulted everything for okay me. so what is what is in what would be the english translation of beanie? beanie beanie is like my lady my lady okay so it's like a, an endearment sort of gotcha and like um showing your love to your partner so like my lady so gotcha like, um but yeah beanie beanie was the one who like really changed everything in my career mm. like catapulted everything and so like releasing that song we didn't really expect anything but like two days after the release or like a week after start blowing up on tiktok mm -hmm. people started like using it on videos and tiktok wasn't like super big as it is right it's being now introduced, yeah it was just being introduced at the same time as beanie beanie was released okay and so it was like the the young versions of like 
the TikTok creator. Yeah, yeah. Um, blew up there, and then people started listening to my songs, um, discovered my music, discovered the album. Uh, and then Pano, after a few years, was the one who like really broke everything for me. Okay. Um, like it, it went to charts with like different countries in Thailand, mm -hmm. Indonesia, basically in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, which is surprising because like it was in Tagalog, like everything was in Philippine, the Filipino language. It was like it was like really weird for me to to see like these Thai artists or like uh, Thai fans and like Indonesian fans singing it like memorizing everything live yeah, yeah. um without having no clue of what the song means it or means whatever. right but like translation became a thing with like the tiktok videos mm -hmm. and so that kind of helped boost it like everything yeah. with like the the band of song but yeah that that song like broke a lot of records for me so what were you doing like before before this kind of skyrocketed you what were you doing like what was your day-to-day -day life? Because now, obviously, you're focusing on music 100%, but were you having to balance, like, a, a part-time job while making music? And Yeah, well, back then, actually, I was just a normal kid who uh, who just wrote music for, yeah, yeah. for someone that I liked in high school. Mm -hmm. I would usually get dumped by a lot of, uh, a lot of girls <laughs> back then. That's inspiration. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it worked for Taylor Swift, man. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I was I was just a normal kid. We didn't we didn't really expect anything with the music thing, and so right. like being here now is such a blessing. It's just course, crazy yeah. to. It was a bit crazy to like balance everything. Yeah. When everything was kind of, was going wild for me, but uh, I had my dad with me. I had my family with Which me. Which is nice. You know, you always have really them to keep you level. You yeah. yeah. Um, you just you released your both your second and your third album this mm -hmm. year. Um, the third album is called Third Times of Charm. It mm -hmm. just came out last week. First yeah. of all, congrats on the release. Thank you so That's, much. Um, one thing I you had said about this album is that it 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 cuts deep into your heart and it and you think it's the best work you've done so mm -hmm. far. So tell me tell me why you think that. Definitely. I mean, I feel like vulnerability and being honest with like your songwriting and just music in general is such a it's such a big move mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like release and like having the fans to like really feel the music towards like whatever you're doing. Um, and so Third Times of Charm, like I said, was uh, was a really vulnerable part of me, mm -hmm. kind of like releasing it and just being honest with what I'm feeling. Cause like back then, uh, like all these Pana songs, like hit songs that I've done, they're mostly like, they are about me. They are a part of it, like is like personal experience though. Mm -hmm. But most of them is like tweaked for, for everyone to for like to, really, yeah like feel the song in it's so like this, a, so this album's a little more personal, personal to your actual experience yeah actual experiences and just i was like fuck it i'll just i'll just put it out put there it out and there. um was that uh, hard it was really hard for me yeah yeah honestly it was really hard for me because like i had hard, no idea. hard in the, the writing of it or hard in the okay now i'm gonna push let people hear this yeah definitely in that part like that the, part the, okay. the people part because like i'm not really used to like having these feelings outside like mm -hmm. being transparent with everyone um but like i had a feeling that it was kind of time for me to be honest mm -hmm. towards like the listeners it's been like two years three years ever since like the beanie beanie thing blew up and mm -hmm. they've been listening to me and they've been growing so i just felt like it was the right time to like really release something that mm -hmm. came from my heart um without any fears for doing how, how do you think your songwriting skills have um changed over the last two years since your first album um it definitely got better in terms of yeah. um, how I can express my 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 life towards the music that I create. 
because like, I feel like that's the, the most difficult part of, of writing songs when you're first started. Mm -hmm. Turning a feeling into Turning a song. Turning a feeling into a song, yeah. like putting it into to words and like what you really feel mm -hmm. and like an exact moment or like a specific moment. That's like one of the most difficult things I've mm -hmm. experienced, at least for me. Yeah. And so being here now and kind of being able to, like I said, like being able to be vulnerable with mm -hmm. like the songs that I create now and just everything flowing for me. Yeah. Um, kind of gave me a radar that, oh yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm like getting the hang of this now. Well, in some of the songs, because now you're, like you said, you're breaking internationally into other markets. Mm -hmm. What about writing in English? Like, is that, is that harder for you? Um, um, it's I actually, mean, your English is obviously yeah. very good. <laughs> so, but is it harder to express yourself in English than it would be, say, in your native tongue? No, actually, it's it's way easier for me to it's write easier. in English. Okay. That's why in Third Times of Charm, like majority of the songs of mm -hmm. are, are in English. Yeah, um, which is like one of the fears as well for this album because like people got used to me writing in like the, the native language and mm -hmm. Filipino with everything, and so writing in English has always been like a fifty fifty for everyone. Like the team and I, are like mm -hmm. is is this going to be listened by a lot of people as well? Um, I had some hit songs as well, like Give Me Your Forever, like the first album. A lot of people liked it as well, but this time it was like a, a 17 uh, track length album and majority of the songs are in English. Are in English. And so, yeah, it's definitely like a big leap for me. Mm -hmm. That's the same time, like, yeah. And was that, was that from like a, a writing perspective? You're like, okay, now it's easier for me to write in English or also like, okay, now I want to reach more people in English will help me do that. I feel like it's a it's the a same bit thing. Yeah, a bit of both. A bit of both. Um, I've I've always wanted to like release the the tracks that I have now mm -hmm. for this album. It's always been like the influences that I've had right um, for like the the few years that I've been making music, and so writing in English and then putting in a lot of the influences that I've had with like heroes that I've I've listened to, um, and putting into the <clears throat> the third album. Excuse me. The third album, it, it kind of gave me a lot of a lot of freedom to like really release it. Do you think you're going to have to, now that you are growing yeah. on an international level, do you think you're going to have to work on like balancing both appealing to an international and, and staying true to your Filipino roots? Like, do you think that's going to be something you have to balance or? It's, it's definitely something that I need to balance. Um, mm -hmm. That's also like one of the challenges, I guess, of like, doing all of this now like really stepping it up because mm -hmm. like I don't want to forget forget the roots of and, like, course. where I yeah, started yeah. Um, and like the Filipinos are the ones that really pushed me into where I am now mm -hmm. and so wherever I am internationally like despite of how much people have been listening to me now in like Southeast Asia and all that mm -hmm. um, it's really important to to really balance everything mm -hmm. where I started and the, the new people that's coming in so it's a challenge but I feel like um We'll get there. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I feel like your audience will is will be understanding and, and accepting too, because I mean, they liked you from the time you were only yeah. writing songs mm -hmm. in Filipino, right? So, yeah. um, there's even two songs, I believe, Pano, and there was another song that actually are gold here in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think? How do you think you've managed to? I know we have a very multicultural country, so yeah. do you think that's why you've you've had success here already too? Yeah, I feel like, like I said, like the majority of Filipinos, like Filipinos are literally everywhere in mm. the world. And um, they're the ones that really pushed these songs as well. And so like giving out to the Filipino community, and, like them championing the songs and like reaching out to 
there are people who so you think your like community has kind of helped yeah, expand your definitely. name. Definitely, yeah. they, they, they've been sharing and like showing love to to everyone uh, with my music, and so like having these like different parts of the world and having them feel the Filipino songs mm-hmm. um, sort of gave a lot of uh, of power to to my music. Definitely. Is this your first trip to North America? No, actually, it's my, okay. my second time, but it's my first time here in, in Canada. Canada. In like, Canada. I'm on tour at the moment. And you've, I see you've already got the OVO gear. I got the OVO so, yeah. gear. It's pretty sick. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a must. Uh-huh. Um, how? What's your experience in Canada been like so far? It's been crazy. Like, the, the shows have been crazy. Like, the, the people in the shows, the, the fans in the shows have been just really warm. We've sold out everything okay. in, like, the shows. Um, and, like, the, the capacity of, like, the... The shows have been like a thousand five hundred, two thousand people. Yeah, we didn't really expect anything with this tour. Right, and like being late and promoting the whole tour as well was kind of like a scary thing for us. Um, everything was kind of delayed, so I had like three weeks, two weeks to, to like really promote everything. Yeah, like every, which is not a lot of time. <laughs> everyone pushed through. Everyone mm-hmm. um, pulled up, and uh, we're like really blessed to, to like sold out the whole the whole tour. That's really good. How are the? Do you find the like? the atmosphere at the shows and like the, the audience, is it similar to at home or is it, or do you have to kind of cater to? It's, um, well, it is different definitely when I'm back home, but okay. it is pretty crazy here as well. It has its own characters, I guess. And like in terms of vibe though, I kind of like how interacting the, the people are here mm-hmm. compared to back home. Um, they've been like singing the songs like really wildly and, been just showing love from like the first song up until the last part of the set. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's back then, uh, back home, um, I would I would do the same things, but I guess there are some differences of the sets because like it's my first time doing a a full length kind of mm-hmm. set for for this tour, and so I guess it's really different in terms of character and like for this tour we set up everything like the stages and like how it how it's gonna go down. Um, and I feel like that plays an, an important part with mm-hmm. this tour. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like I like this this crowd more. Like oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So uh, you'll be planning a, a repeat visit then. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger and bigger venues. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, so tell me about your approach to songwriting. So do you have a do you have a pattern or a method or, or something you like to do before you song before you write songs or? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it really depends on the situation because, like, mm-hmm. it would normally be spontaneous and it would be out of nowhere okay. for, like, the, the good songs, definitely. Um, I would be in, like, a car, like, just driving alone. An idea pops out. I yeah. have my voice memo open. Um, put out the idea. Go back home to my studio and yeah. layer everything. It can be me in the studio as well, just messing around and an idea comes out. Uh, it can also be me, majority of the time um going through a lot of things and like putting it into to like the music and so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a very spontaneous thing but with the whole music though i i do everything so like i do the songwriting you do all of it yeah mixing and mastering wow as well. that's and, incredible yeah yeah it's interesting to see because some artists you know they're like no i need to be in a certain atmosphere a certain mindset i need to prep before i do it and then other people yeah it's like it's got to come to you so yeah. what do you do if you you know, you've had a little while and you're like, nothing's, nothing's coming to me, you know, nothing's, yeah. 
Has have you ever had a moment like that? Yeah. A writer's block? Definitely. Yeah. That's that's happened to me a lot. Actually, just after the Two Times of Charm album, yeah. it was a it was kind of like perfect timing for this tour to start. Yeah. Um, I kind of like juiced out everything yeah. before that album, and so now I'm just kind of resting for like a whole month or two. Yeah. Um, completely not making any music, and so maybe after this tour, I'll be going back to the studio. I've again. always wondered what it would be like for say like the Beatles. Like now, like I said, it's so easy to break out a voice memo yeah. like you're on a walk or something and a melody comes to you you can Quit quickly out take phone. out your phone like what did they do back then right? yeah. like, there's probably hundreds of songs we lost yeah, just out of memory sure. you know? yeah. um your music videos um i also noticed are very cinematic and and story driven um do you have is that something you always wanted or was that like a, a creative team that helped like did you always have a vision for how your songs are going to be portrayed visually? I feel like every time I finish a song, it's always been me having this vision as well with like the music video and mm -hmm. like how I'd perform it on stage and the the lead lights and everything. Like just overall, it kind of gives me a visionary perspective of how I can like tackle things when it's out. Mm -hmm. And so dealing with the whole songwriting in the back of my head, it's always been like what I can like see doing gotcha. these music videos at the same time i have a creative team with mm -hmm. me that really helps me a lot with like the music videos um but i am very hands-on with everything and so okay. that's why it's um it's whatever people are seeing like in the music videos that's basically me and, and how i envisioned it as well envisioned so it yeah it's really important and then they kind of take it and help you run with it for sure yeah that's pretty cool man um what about do you have any dream collaborate i know you've collaborated with several artists do you have mm -hmm. any who's like someone that you be like that's my dream is to make a song with them um well it's always been like it's out there definitely but um i've always been a big fan of sean mendez sean mendez okay post malone as well okay um i think i think sean mendez is a universal artist so uh, yeah start putting those feelers uh -huh. out <laughs> uh -huh. um yeah it's uh it's always been a big dream of mine to collaborate yeah. with these they're my heroes basically yeah, yeah. um I have talked to a lot of my heroes as well, like Paul Klein from Laney, Lau, oh, cool. Ari, got to meet him in the yeah. studio in LA, uh, gave me a lot of advice as well, to both of them. And, That's gotta um, be a bit surreal, eh? Definitely, yeah. I was just like staring at them for like the whole time, yeah. trying not to <laughs> yeah, yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a surreal feeling. I And uh, now it's just given me like a lot of perspective in like the music industry and how I can yeah. be better with the music thing. Cool. So, yeah. Last question, how much do you love hot dogs? Hot dogs? <laughs> oh, so, you, did, you did your research. I did. Way. I saw it. I was like, there's there's a, a guy. He's he's in a hot dog costume at one point. There's a there's a tattoo <laughs> of a hot dog. I was like, there's got to be something here. <laughs> it's it's funny because like it, it just came out of nowhere. It was like one of my shows. Um, after like one of my shows, I just said hot dog for no reason. Okay. People, like the mic picked it up and everyone yeah. was just going crazy for it. Like you wanted a hot dog? No, or it was like, just like just... hot dog. It's it's more of like an expression in the Philippines. Oh, okay. When you say hot okay. dog, it's like. Fuck it, something like oh, that. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Like I, didn't hot know. Dog. I learned something and new. And so, like saying it on stage, the mic picked it up. Everyone went crazy. Next day, I posted something on, on online, and people just went crazy with the, the reactions. It, it, it almost got like a million reactions just with <laughs> me like saying hot dog. Yeah. And uh, it became a thing. I don't know. It, um, people started bringing hot dogs in like the the shows. It's kind of, It was kind of like their light sticks and shit. Um, Everyone would like bring out like 
ice pack hot dog and shit, <laughs> putting out with people and just waving. That's at amazing. It was pretty. It was a pretty. I almost place. wasn't gonna ask that question, and now I'm really glad I it's did. A good <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking some time to do the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, this was awesome. You. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks man. so much. Yeah. Appreciate you so yeah. much. And congrats on on all the success so far. Thank yeah. you. It means the world to me. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.